They say automated cars will soon become commonplace. But what happens in an emergency when a human has to take over? InfoTrack's Roy Mackey is here to take a look. Roy? Thanks, Chris. We're talking with Dr. David Nyans from Clemson University, and he was a co-author of the study, which examined human reaction times in the event of an emergency in a self-driving car. So, Dr. Nyans, tell us about it. We used a driving simulator, and we had participants drive in the driving simulator in two different ways. In one way, they drove with the manual controls, like the cars that we drive now. They turn the steering wheel and use the pedals. In the other condition, we implemented a semi-autonomous vehicle scenario. The participants in that part of the study didn't need to control the steering wheel or the speed. And we compared how well the participants in those two groups responded to safety-critical events. So basically, you were looking at driver reactions, I guess, right? Yes, that's correct. We simulated a lane departure event where a gust of wind would push the vehicle out of the lane and the drivers needed to respond to that and regain steering control of the vehicle and get back into their lane. So is this something, once these self-driving cars become more commonplace, is this something we expect will be necessary, that the human will have to kind of pay attention and be ready to jump in? Well, in the near future, yes. I think that they'll have to be prepared should something happen. Now, from a research perspective, I don't know if emergency events like the one that we simulated will occur, but we want to understand how drivers will respond to those situations to help design future technology to support those types of responses to make sure that those vehicles are safe. So in your study, you found that drivers were fairly slow to respond. Do you think that there may be a level of additional driver's education or training that may remedy this, or is this kind of just the way people are wired to be distracted? Well, I think autonomous vehicles are a disruptive technology, and by that I mean they're going to revolutionize how we move about our environments, how we get from point A to point B. And a lot of systems are going to change, including driver's ed. I think we'll still have some type of driver's education, but the skills that a driver might need to have in order to safely operate autonomous vehicle may be different than what we need today. There's a lot of other things that might occur as well with this type of disruptive technology. If you're not actively driving a vehicle, is it a problem if you are talking on your phone or texting or even watching a movie while driving? If you're not actively required to monitor the vehicle, is that a problem? And so this new technology is going to fundamentally change how we think about transportation. Yeah, you bring up a valid point, and that is from a consumer standpoint, if you must sit there and monitor everything that's going on with that self-driving car, then what's the point? What's the benefit? Exactly. I think that if you're sitting there just monitoring a car, that's going to be really boring. And I think people may fall asleep more while they're driving if you're just sitting there watching a car do its thing and maybe more inclined to do other activities. And if that's illegal or if that's a problem, then there might not be an advantage to having an autonomous vehicle from that perspective. However, other studies have shown autonomous vehicles by being connected to other vehicles in a network and various sensors that they have, there actually is a safety benefit to some of those systems and connected vehicles that they can anticipate future potential safety events. And so, you know, I think there might be a mix of advantages and disadvantages from the consumer's perspective. So what's your prediction? How many years will it take for this technology to progress to where we all have them? Well, tech companies and car manufacturers 
are developing these vehicles now. They're out on the road and driving around and they're being tested. There's going to be a lot of work that needs to be done before all of us can go to a, you know, a car dealership and buy an autonomous vehicle. But I don't think we're that far away. And if there was one lesson that can be learned from your study for perhaps car designers, what would that be? When a driver is in a semi-autonomous vehicle and they're purposefully not paying attention to the driving environment, their reaction time is going to be slower than what science suggests it would be if they were paying attention. So how we warn drivers that something bad might be about to happen is going to change. We might have to warn drivers earlier so that they can respond with enough time to actually respond safely in some of those safety critical events. So the alarms that we provide will have to be quicker and maybe earlier in the scenario, not right before an event is occurring. Dr. David Nyans from Clemson University, the co-author of this study about self-driving cars. Dr. Nyans, thank you very much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And for InfoTrack, I'm Roy Mackey. That'll do it for this edition of InfoTrack. Visit us online at TalkZone.com. InfoTrack is produced by Syndication Networks Corporation. Thanks for listening, and join us next time for another edition of InfoTrack.